I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And this is the franchise. Today marks the oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it all in. Today marks the beginning of no. a new goddamn it. <laughs> I wrote something down for once. Anyways, we're talking about legally blonde today. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be more professional Say- and have like a written intro, but <laughs> obviously we weren't allowing that to yeah, happen. Cool. Uh, yeah, we're on our next franchise, full full on franchise after doing a couple uh, one offs. Yeah, full on franchise, full on two, two movies and then a third one that nobody's ever seen. <laughs> we're talking about Legally Blonde, and joining us. Joining us and wooing with us today <laughs> is everyone's favorite guest, as she uh, wanted me to announce her as, Grayson Hansen. I am, and I'd like to plug that in other podcasts, such as The Starship Impala, my episodes Ooh, oh. have the highest rating, is all I'm going <laughs> to wow. say about that. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, please share this episode when it comes out then so we can get more listeners. Yes. The most listened to episode, Social Annihilation. (laughs) They'll be like, oh, why is the intro to this episode so awkward? And like, I don't like it. It's us at our purest form, I'd say. Why are they laughing? It's not funny. It's just really bad. (laughs) Why are they collapsing in each other like dying stars? It's hysterical. All right. That's our episode. We'll see you guys later. (laughs) <laughs> so what do we do are you guys like testing me on my like, blonde knowledge <laughs> yeah it's all one big quiz because i've obviously seen this movie way more times than you um, <laughs> this is the the first time i ever watched this movie so thank you for wanting to watch it grayson because it Here's. opened me to a whole new couple of movies it's fantastic <laughs> it is a it is it's a feminist icon of a movie. It really is. <laughs> I was talking about because I was it's currently on in the background. As, the, as it is every day in your household. <laughs> as it is from when I wake up until I go to bed, legally blonde all in the background. Jose and you wake up a little bit it. after twelve? I sun's up a little bit after twelve. <laughs> Make breakfast for myself. And that is, in fact, the intro of not only my day, but Lee Blonde. And <laughs> <laughs> it's really fantastic. And Jose's watching it for the first time right now. He's loving it. No, he says the Friend second, and future guest, Jose. For the, yeah. for the first time in forever. For the first time in forever. <laughs> Are you staring at the back of his head saying he loves it? <laughs> no, I'm watching it because it's the part where he's like, Chuck, wait! And I'm like, oh, Chuck, wait. <laughs> yeah. But. I was kind of like waiting for the ball to drop on this movie because like I was I really enjoyed it all the way through. And like I said, it's the first time I've seen it. I'm like, oh, it's like from mm-hmm. 2001. Something's gotta be like yeah. aged kind of poorly. But No! I mean <laughs> I mean I, no. I would say like maybe the Chuck part, but I'm like, uh, oh, it's not even that bad though. Like it's just it's still pretty funny i guess you know but we'll get no to it. i literally <laughs> legally blonde my what i loved about legally blonde as a child was growing up in a very um oppressive 
environment, um, schooling wise. Connery's about to be oh, like, we did not. Our home. Yeah. Um, I thought like, you were going to say because, uh, because of I Connery. was going to hold my tongue. I was going to be like, mom already feels like I dunked on her hard last episode. So watch it because she listens to these. <laughs> mom listens, Grayson. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mom, on your walk to the park. Freaking love you. You're great. Shout out. I actually, um, <laughs> I sent my parents, sorry to interrupt. I sent my parents like the first episode. Or, no, I didn't even send them an episode, but they're like, oh, we tried listening to one and then it's like, we didn't really know what the movie was or like what was, I mean, like they, they watched a bunch of movies. I think it was like on the Hunger Games, but it's like, yeah, they, I don't, I don't think they've like fully, like they've never listened to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't think they like fully understand the concept. Our like, mom loves they're it. Just pa- they're just parents, you know, I don't know. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in the clear, basically. I don't have to worry about my parents ever listening to this. It made me feel good in a way. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I feel like me and Grayson's mom listens to this show is because, like, I did Starship and Paula for a year and a half, and I talked about it for such a long time. She was like, I don't know how to listen to that one. And she feels bad, and now she's listening to this because she loves talking about movies. So she's like, okay, I can listen to this and understand what's happening. Yeah. Anyways, after I was interrupted as a woman talking about feminist (laughs) subjects by two men talking about movies. Um, (laughs) To be fair, we were talking- white men! (laughs) To be fair, it was two men talking about another woman, so it's like a reverse Bechtel (laughs) test? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Jose snapping for me right now. But, um, so what I was going to say was my schooling environment was very, very oppressive. And it led me to this belief that, or this idea, I guess more so, that if you want to be intelligent or if you want to be taken seriously, you need to present yourself as one of the guys or not like other girls, where Elle Woods is the epitome of like other girls and one of the girls. Like, she is such a feminine woman that... I think she really beautifully magnifies the fact that you can you can be intelligent, you can be smart, you can like grow, you can change while still claiming femininity and still claiming um and owning that sense of self without feeling like you have to sacrifice femininity for intelligence and power because you can have all of that while still loving pink while still doing your hair while still loving makeup and fashion because it's not an or it's an and and that's my beautifully said guys that's my legally blonde pitch (laughs) (laughs) for everyone to see it Um, i don't know who wouldn't after that no yeah definitely like i've considering i've just never seen it i don't know if my i'm sure i mean i'm sure my sister has seen it and probably liked it but i don't don't know if it was like ever one of her favorites or whatever because i just never watched it but i mean whatever this isn't a side but just having an older sister i would watch like (laughs) never mind just (laughs) (laughs) basically i just grew up watching spice world a lot but that's not the same at all spice world yeah it's the spice girls movie who are they? No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just don't worry about this because this has nothing to do with Legally Blonde or really. Yeah, but. Um... Oh, I love Paulette. Sorry, she just came on the screen right now. My roommate, yeah. Sidebar, can do the world's best Jennifer Coolidge impression. And 
Is Emily no, there? No, she's not, which pisses me off because uh. if she was, she would need to come over and pretend to be Jennifer Coolidge guest starring on your podcast because she does <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Coolidge better than Jennifer Coolidge does Jennifer Coolidge. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, well, guys, if you've listened to a single episode of this, we usually just kind of go through the plot of the movie and we riff from there and talk about mo- moments that maybe impacted us as we go. Can I compare it to the musical that- as well? Yes, of course. Oh, oh fully, thank God. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm equipped. Sorry. Before we go into like the plot of it and everything, but uh, yeah, I just want to say, Grayson, like, I totally agree. Like, it, it was kind of surprising for me not having seen it before that mm-hmm. like... Yeah, this movie came out in 2001, right? Yeah. And it is just, like, exactly what you said. It's like, I don't know. At the time, I probably just never saw it because I was just, like... It wasn't your demographic, and that's fine. It's, like, really... Everything's pink. I don't like pink. (laughs) All that, like, really (laughs) dumb surface stuff. But it really is, like... Yeah, she's... I mean, whatever. You just said it way better than I could ever say. (laughs) But basically, it just surprised me being a lot better and a lot... It was, like, really funny, but really insightful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I don't know. I just, I love movies that are really silly. <laughs> and this is definitely that. But it also has a message. But it also, like, the, ex- the the mix between those two things, I think, just makes it, like, way better than it could be if it was just silly or just, like, um, like a serious movie. I don't know. It just works really well. <laughs> it's it really consumable. <laughs> it is, yeah. And Legally just... Blonde 2 is so pro-vegan. We're so here for it. We love to see it. <laughs> um. Well, I'm excited for that. Then. Yeah, I watched a, I watched it again this morning, and I think it was my first time watching it in a, in a little mm-hmm. while, where I feel like when you were in like middle school, high school, and we were living together, I would we'd watch that. No, you used to hide it. Regularly. You hid it from me. So I hid it from you once. <laughs> Because we watched it so many times. <laughs> and I was just getting so sick of it. And I'm like, anything else, anything else. Oh, this part's so good. But... Sorry. <laughs> Grayson just being sidetracked by the movie <laughs> in the background. And then and then Connor like hid Legally Blonde and put on Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, I put on Fight Club and demanded everyone watch it over and no, over. Connor I'm like, this. <laughs> Connor's like, watch this movie. It's called Unbreakable. It's really good. <laughs> Unbreakable is good. <laughs> I tried to make her watch so many movies, and she's just like, no, no. Now she's dating Jose, and he makes her watch movies, and she has to sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I have to watch movies with Jose. Sometimes. <laughs> but right now, Jose's watching sometimes. Legally Blonde, so. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, the point of my story is I feel like it that was just so socially ingrained into me at like such a young age where I'm like, I'm like yes, it is, it is okay for a woman to be – be in pink and she's still a badass and still well, and it's like you had so. me and you had our mother who is mm-hmm. our mom mom yeah girl talking to you <laughs> very <laughs> she's crying on her walk right now <laughs> she's a very like feminine woman very into fashion very into um like expressing femininity in that way and um using it not maybe using it, but expressing it in an unapologetic way that, like, guilt-free. Not like, oh, like, yeah, I'm kind of girly, but I'm really one of the guys. It's like, that's there's mm. that's not even a thing. It's like, I'm girly, and I'm intelligent, and I'm competent, and I have important things to say. <laughs> and I'm feminine. 
<laughs> so that was just I your environment. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tyler, did, I, you were telling me, enticing me while Grayson was trying to figure out uh, audacity or whatever, that you have a fact that's going to blow our minds oh about this. I do. But it'll have to wait until a certain part of the movie. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. When there's a big reveal. <laughs> oh, my God. That dun, dun, dun. I feel like um, Grayson might not already know this fact, but. Margot and Serena just came in to watch Elle's trial. It's so cute. <laughs> Jose's really touched. He's, like, emotional. He's, like, getting choked up. He's weeping. He's crying. He's, crying. He's imagining, like, Rocky's fighting right now. It's he like is imagining same. Rocky right now. It's just like this. <laughs> He's imagining what if Elle Wood's two best friends came in to support Rocky during his He's fight. imagining what if Rocky's friends weren't shitlords. <laughs> um, All right, shall we, shall, we, shall we kick this off or Tally, do you have something to say? Yeah, to start? I was going to say, speaking of other movies besides Legally Blonde, <laughs> Grayson, have you been watching anything recently? Um, or reading anything or listening to anything okay. that you want to talk about? Yes. Um, so I've been listening to Love Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle, and it is her third memoir. Um, it's about family addiction, um, sense of self and sexuality. And, um, it's really brilliant. I recommend that everybody reads Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle. It's a great book. Um... I also just I'm almost done with the murmur of bees. I don't remember who it's by, but I'm of course I'm reading it in the English translation for I am not quite bilingual. Um <laughs> it is a great book. It's about the Spanish influenza and I started reading it before like corona and then I had to stop reading it because it was like really really scary and you, I was uh... like this is too real. You started reading it before it was cool. Yeah, and I was like, no, I was like, this is too real. I had to stop reading it. Yeah. And I I picked it up again, and then I was like, you know what? No, this is still too real. Um, yeah. Yeah, so now I'm reading this book that is loosely rooted in Russian folklore called um, The Bear and the Nightingale, I think. Very, very loosely oh. rooted in Russian folklore about, like, the ghosts of winter and, like, all of this more, like, fanciful stuff mm. because I need a break from reality. Yeah. <laughs> is, it a, is it a YA novel? Or oh, is yeah. It like, uh, oh, yeah. It's very <laughs> YA. <laughs> very young adults. I love it. It's great. I'm in, like, the first chapter. And I love it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Side note, um, if you go to my... My Instagram. Hi, guys. I'm doing a plug. <laughs> Already. <laughs> At Daily Grayson. Not spelled like how you think it is. It's spelled like Grace with an N. <laughs> um, I'm right now, if you donate to Black Lives Matter or any um, racial equality orgs, send me a screenshot of that good business and i'll do a cute little sketch of you so i'll have to send you a screenshot i i always love pictures i of know me. you do everybody loves pictures of themselves <laughs> like you know what i'm forcing people to do good with their egos <laughs> yes 
<laughs> that's very apt. They will. <laughs> but yeah, so if that's anything that anybody would be interested in, head on over. I'm, we're at like 17, 18 now. So. Oh, wow. Guys, you got some drawing to do. Oh, no, we're no. good. We're like halfway through. We've raised almost $300. So. Wow. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That lasts till the rest you of go, the month, girl. right? Yeah, it's it's throughout June. So I don't know when this is airing, but like, you know. You know. Just Sunday. I'm just peppering in, in some stuff. Oh, in July. <laughs> in July. Well, it happened. <laughs> no, Guys, it was so successful. <laughs> this is literally coming out on Sunday. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> we're like cool. behind on recordings now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for plugging that, Grace. And I was going to ask you to bring it up uh, at some point. So okay, cool. Yeah, because for me. that's important, and anything we can all do to help mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, we're gonna link. Uh, we've been linking um, some donation sites as well in our our uh, yes show notes. So I can also I'll add your Instagram handle and everything, and we'll write cool, that cool. out so that people will be reminded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of drawing people, Grayson Hansen did the artwork <laughs> for our um, podcast. More importantly, I am everyone's favorite guest, so... <laughs> she's, you may not know it, but she's in your home right now. But that's okay, because she's your favorite guest. <laughs> a guest, unwelcome she's, or not, she is your favorite. Welcome. She's like a... <laughs> Wait, so flash to the end of Lady House. Blonde, really quick. So, Jose just finished it. And he fist bumped. He was really happy. And then his next. <laughs> Who did he fist bump? And then, no, the air, like one of the, oh, like okay, Jersey okay, Shore. Yeah. He's just pumping his fist yeah. in the air. And then he became upset and said, Why is he wearing his UPS outfit in court? <laughs> <laughs> you can wear whatever you want in court. There's no dress code. Oh, there isn't. Shit. Warner's about to get no. a. Del- we're about to get another delicious moment. I also made mental notes oh. of delicious moments throughout the plot. So <laughs> delicious Great. moments. I'm glad that we're talking about like a, an hour and fifteen into the movie, but we're also talking about the beginning of the movie at the same time. <laughs> it's great. Like, we're having like a cognitive. Dissonance. I like this chaos. Okay. Let's just. Can you just slowly rewind the movie, but like still have them speak? <laughs> um, C- Connery, have you been? Watching or playing anything or listening? Uh, let's see. I recently started reading, um, what's it called? Uh, I've been reading 20th Century nice. Boys. That's what I've been doing. Uh, and that's been cool. If Cameron Takeda hears this podcast, he'll message you because he's read like all of them. Oh my God, message him, Cameron. I know, yeah. Oh my God, do it. <laughs> do, do it. This is what we get with the franchise. That's what you listeners get. Oh my god, Cameron, do all it. These people that, all oh my these god. people you don't know yet. <laughs> like, yeah, we're talking about Jose. You all haven't met Jose yet. Don't you see him? Long time, me and Tyler's friend, Grayson's current boyfriend. <laughs> current? <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> In the world we are today. and But yeah, I've just mostly been reading 20th Century Boys and... Uh, kind of debating what to actually sit down and watch next nice uh yeah how about you my dude uh on hulu i just watched slums of or yeah slums of beverly hills which is directed by tamara jenkins she just did Mm. private life uh two years ago that movie with like paul giamatti and katherine hahn um 
I need to see that. I watched like part of it, and I, for some reason, I just never finished it. But my girlfriend Lily really liked that movie, and she keeps telling me I need to watch it because it's really good. <laughs> and she, we both like Sideways and Paul Giamatti, and she says like, I mean, not that this movie's about wine or anything, but it's just like I don't know, like it's like a middle aged kind of movie, and we both like those kinds of movies. <laughs> but anyway, Slums of Beverly Hills is like <clears throat> it was her first movie. It came out like in 1998. Uh, she's only made like three movies in like 30 years and she's like an excellent really she's a really great filmmaker i really like like the performances she gets out of actors and stuff so but yeah mm-hmm. check that movie out it's got natasha leon um marissa tomei alan arkin david crumultz bernard the elf himself from the santa claus oh great. oh hey that's irresistible <laughs> but uh yeah i just really like that movie and it's just a joy to watch so um it's like a 70s coming of age kind of movie and then uh if you haven't seen this on netflix check out uh see you yesterday it's like a time travel movie basically it's these uh, it's just like um these two students in new york mm-hmm. um i was basically a this... in new york <laughs> there you go now you have to watch it <laughs> it's basically it'll be so relatable it's, um the director i think went to nyu but Spike oh Lee okay produced... never mind my new york experience was not nyu <laughs> we ain't that bougie uh, in here <laughs> yeah spike spike lee produced the movie basically it was like a short film but it's about this um this young black girl who's like a, a tech tech whiz basically and her best mm-hmm. friend and basically she builds a time machine to pre- prevent her brother from dying so damn what movie is this Um, grayson would never build a time machine for me (laughs) no response (laughs) no response wait what's the movie called again see you yesterday see you yesterday yeah that's sick oh they just actually blew blonde you guys wow Yay! Congratulations, class of two thousand. He did it. He loved it. Did you guys notice that guy clapping next to Luke Wilson? By the way, oh, he's, he's the best. The guy that's like, he's so into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, the director's name is Stefan Bristol. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out that movie because it was really great. Uh, it's his directorial debut. I highly recommend it if you like time travel movies, genre movies, and it's like, you know, it's serious at the same time, but uh-huh. it's also very entertaining. So. Yeah. Check check it out. That's awesome. Nice. Did you have something Lilo and Stitch related to mention, Grayson? You know, I was just watching Lilo and Stitch and just sobbing my damn eyes out. Is like the reality <laughs> of Lilo and Stitch is just sobbing profusely. Um, and that... That was Which, it, really. Just everything, or just like a certain part, or oh, the whole, the whole damn thing, the whole damn thing of Lilo and Stitch. When okay, when this little, when this little blue baddie is all like, <laughs> when he like Lilo teaches him about like the ugly duckling, and she's like, he's sad because he's lost, and then his family finds him, and then like Stitch takes the book and he's outside and it's raining, and he like looks up and he's like, I'm lost. And I'm just sobbing because I'm like, same. And now we're both sobbing. <laughs> and like, Jose's sobbing right now just thinking about it. Thinking about Elle Woods graduating. No, he's really emotional about Elle, Elle, about Elle Woods graduating. <laughs> Elle Lilo and 
Which do you think elicits a more emotional response? Stitch weeping about being lost or Elwood's oh, graduating and fulfilling Elwood's her dreams? Elwood's graduating. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw it, it said Class of 2004. I'm like, wait, does this movie take place two years in the future? That's really weird. But like, that oh, moment no, she has does. To go to school first and then she graduates in the future. Yeah. Oh, so, when uh, 2004 was the future. <laughs> <laughs> we had so much to look forward to i guess so many hopes and dreams oh, um pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl had just come out did you say wait how did you say that pirates of the caribbean wait <laughs> i guess it's pirates of the caribbean i always forget because that's like not how you say it but yeah that's like, not how you that's say how the, the place but like that's but like, how you say the movie yeah you're right my bad <laughs> i always i always said pirates of the Carib- pirates of the caribbean yeah, yeah right that's but you don't say oh like the caribbean as a place you say the caribbean. <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why i said pirates of the caribbean i think that's <laughs> the first time i've ever said it like that I think you said that multiple times. Like, there's no instance on the show where you say it like that. No, because I'm that quitting. is the correct way to say the place. No, yeah, right. But the movie, they've branded themselves as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, there are, like, way too many white people in Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, then to be the go. Yeah. Oh, they snapping again. They're a little snappy. Oh. A little snappy pappy. Um, so that's Grayson's review on Lilo and Stitch. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> I guess watch it to weep. Just weep the whole time. If you're PMSing like I am, just watch it and sob your damn eyes out. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Connie, do you want to kick us off uh, with this? I do. Great first adventure with Elle Woods and her dog Bruiser. Bruiser Woods. By- They're both yes. Gemini vegetarians. <laughs> Yes, they are, and that was, I wrote that down because I too am a Gemini. Vegetarian. No, you're not. You're a Taurus. No, you're you not. not. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that because I like you were gonna dunk on him so hard because he's not a Gemini. Why aren't I a Gemini? <laughs> Wait, you're not born under the Gemini side. I was like, why am I not a Sagittarius? <laughs> <laughs> why am I not a Sagittarius? <laughs> I feel like last time we checked, at least, you weren't a Gemini, you were a Taurus, because your birthday's Tyler, in, I checked. in May. Listen. Okay, so uh, according to Cosmopolitan, <laughs> Geminis are born between May 22nd and June 22nd. According to Wikipedia, the Gemini sign starts on May 20th and ends on June 20th. You are a cusp. I'm going to trust Cosmopolitan. You are a cusp, but you are technically a Taurus. But cusps are po- cusps are powerful because you can embody multiple Connery's aspects. Connery's a cusp as well. Connery, you're a um, Pisces. Yeah, you are an Aquarius Pisces cusp, and that makes a lot of sense because you're rather sensitive, yeah. and that's great. Yeah, and then what's it? Then we have the I I have a Capricorn, right? You are a Capricorn moon as... Scorpio rising. I'm a yes. Scorpio and... moon Virgo rising. Yes, yeah, so all that put together makes me a very sensitive child, and Grayson gets to be cool. I'm I guess. so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> if I've learned anything from this conversation, is that I'm reminded that I hate being labeled, and that <laughs> the one time that I'm like, "Oh, I am this thing," both of you are, "No, you're not, you stupid dumbass." 
You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We we told you an idiot and a dumbass. You've been living a lie, unlike all of us other zodiac signs. All of these things mean so much. <laughs> you need to get rid of that shirt you have. It's because you are a cusp. You are a Taurus Gemini cusp. I'm a cuspbird. You're a little cusp. You're you're Cuspy. a cuspy boy. Cuspy. Crispy cuspy boy. Why don't you just say I'm a cuspy boy and this welcome to Legally Blonde? Uh I'm a cuspy boy and welcome to <laughs> Legally Blonde. Turn that into a song, somebody. I'm a cuspy boy. Sun's up. I'm a cuspy boy. <laughs> According to to Urban Dictionary, cuspy means the way to describe a difficult person at the cusp of your friendship and you're not sure why you still interact with them. (laughs) So. (laughs) The the use of it is that cuspy (laughs) bird. My desk fucked it up. The cuspy bitch, not sure why I still talk to him. (laughs) So I guess that's me. No. <laughs> no. I'm a cuspy bitch. No, because Tyler's all sad now. We might as well just stop recording. Yeah. No, he's not. I That's was like, oh, I watched Legally Blonde. I like this movie. Let's talk about it. And then you're both just like, you're a fucking idiot. And we like we assume the role of two very aggressive sorority girls and tear you apart. El <laughs> Woods would never do that. I'll tell you that. No, she never. Woods would tell you that you are a cusp. She would she correct, would correct you. you. Because you know what? Being a Taurus is a beautiful thing, and I don't understand why everyone hates Tauruses because we are a beautiful Earth sign. Beautiful. Okay, Tyler, so the real question is why do you hate me? Why do you hate Tauruses? <laughs> Look at her. She made it about her so easily. <laughs> is that a Taurus thing? <laughs> no. It's mostly just stubbornness is a Taurus yeah, thing. Yeah, stubborn is a big Taurus trait. So her friends are going around signing a congratulations mm-hmm. cards, uh, a, cr- a congratulation card, and they're all just really excited. Um, Elle's like the president of the sorority, and it's super cool that she's getting engaged to the coolest guy in school, apparently, Warner. The coolest boy. Um, the coolest boy. Um, where Do you know what school they're at right now, they guys? Are, are they at, in California? They're at C-U-L-A. Not um, U-C-L-A. C-U-L-A. 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 Gotcha. C-L-A. I got places to mm-hmm. be. So Elle and her buddies go shopping for the perfect engagement dress. And I think Grayson knows the line of dialogue. And I think this might fit to your delicious moments. Or this you're is it. one of the delicious moments in um, <laughs> the artistic masterpiece that is Lily Blonde. Where Elle is standing in a sequined blue dress with a chain around those hips and she it's very 2000 and she's so hyped and she's like doing some filler dialogue where she's like oh my god and i just love the moment when and then it goes to this lady and she and this is also how i think legally blonde like studies feminism and how they see their female characters interact in the beginning how they see their female characters interact in the middle and how their female characters interact in the end because in the beginning it is very uh female against female like the villain is the other woman and then in the middle you see vivian is the villain 
And then by the end, you're like, oh my god, Vivian is not the villain. Just as Brooke is falsely accused, Vivian is not the villain. Brooke is not the villain. Like It's the creepy man. Callahan is. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the beginning. Um, so, this lady is like, there's nothing I love more than a dumb blonde with daughter's plastic. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. 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 And then she's like, with a half loop stitch on whatever something like low viscosity rayon or something like that. (laughs) And then she's like, of course, it's perfect for a blonde. And then she's like, the only thing is, you didn't just get this in. um, And you can't use that stitch because it would snag the fabric. You didn't just get this in because I saw in the June Vogue a year ago. And because if you're trying to sell me last year's dress at this year's price, you picked the wrong girl. And then her girls are all like, I may be blonde, but I'm not See, that blonde. See, that's the musical moment. Because then she's like, yes. I may be in love, but I'm not stupid lady. I've got eyes. But then the manager comes in in the musical, and she's like, oh, my God, Elle Woods. Tyler just sent a little guy. <laughs> it says me, I guess. Yes, that's how I feel. Because then the manager comes in, she's like, oh, my God, Elle Woods. Sorry, our mistake. And she's like, Courtney, take your break. And then Courtney has to take her break. <laughs> yeah, and that ends that villain. So Elle has now found her perfect dress, and she has assembled, her, and she's ready she to go. She looks like a glam um, biatch slaying. Indeed. Um, Warner arrives, and he has he has a lot going on just he's like just he's in black and gray he's in black and gray very stark contrast to her i don't understand oh there it is again (laughs) tyler sending like pictures of speedos of bulls and speedos because he's just really upset he feels like (laughs) oh yeah he's a taurus so he's sending these aggressive bull man pictures i found out that taurus is a marvel villain and it's literally just a man that looks like a giant bull and then he took off his helmet, and he's like a baldy man with a mustache. Tyler, I'm a Taurus. Why do you hate Tauruses? I don't. It's just he's reckoning with yeah. it for the first time in his I entire life. I just said me, I guess, and just sent a picture of this bull shooting like a star out of his hand. But you know what? There was also, it. like fairly recently, there was a recalibration of the like lunar calendar of like adding a sign, but it's not very widely accepted. But adding that sign would make me an Aries. And I'm like, I'm not an Aries, so I don't go by that calendar. And I don't even really identify with Taurus characteristics, but I really identify with Scorpio characteristics, and that's my moon sign. So we got to figure out your moon and your uh, rising, Tyler. Hey, I don't go by any calendar that doesn't say Sunday on it. You know, I know, I know you love to be defined by certain things. So, like, let's let's go over that later, and we'll we'll do a recap. I've never been nothing but nice to Grayson, <laughs> know, right? and now she's just bullying the shit out of you. <laughs> I am not asking why he hates Tauruses. I lived with this for twenty years. <laughs> I love Tyler. 
And Connor's just like, I'm just trying to play Kingdom Hearts. Stop making me watch Legally Blonde. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> I'm everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> you are. You're right. Dang it. She she beat us. She got us. She says that she takes a sip of her margarita from her sippy cup. <laughs> Jose was trying to talk to me about MySpace, and I was like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) And now she's using her youth. (laughs) She's using her youth. Where where were we? Like on the first scene, I think. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Elle and Warner go to the restaurant, and like I said, everyone's convinced that he's going to propose to her. Her friends have built her up for this. Warner has given no, certainly no sign of anything bad going to happen on this date. And Grayson, do you count this as a delicious moment? Because I think it's just a funny no, no, moment no, in general. This is not delicious. But... This is upsetting because I feel like okay. I have I have lived moments very similar to this, where you're like, "Oh, this is the moment that he's like going to commit to me," and then he's like, "No, you're ugly," and I'm like, "Why would you say that to me?" But like, <laughs> so a similar moment yeah. like this. L expects Warner to yeah. pop the question. And instead he says, I think we should break up. And she goes, what? And he says, yeah, I, if I'm going to be in a senator by the time I'm 30, I need to go out with somebody serious. Like, I need to see a, see a Jackie, not a Marilyn. Yeah. yeah. And Warner's like... L gets... <laughs> Warner's like, God damn it. <laughs> you can keep on. Come on, you still got it. <laughs> Life is meaningless. There's no point in us getting married. What? I'm going to go to a forgotten a cave of forgotten dreams. That's like not. That my, I think he's being Werner Herzog. Went way off. It went from like Werner to like something totally different. To Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, You're not. A I'm Gemini. going after the grizzly man. Taurus. You must never listen to the grizzly man's audio. It's too terrible. No, Nobody must hear it. What's the line he says about the birds in the jungle when they're like making that documentary? <laughs> he's like, murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the sound of overwhelming and collective murder. <laughs> I do not think the birds sing here. They just scream with the sense of overwhelming and collective murder. I would like to see the child. <laughs> so after that, yep. um, after we visited the Mandalorian, the rainforest, Warner Herzog, and Grizzly Man. He says bad salad. That's his excuse for her being upset. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm bad like, salad. I know I've cried over bad salad. Who hasn't? <laughs> so that's a perfectly rational excuse. And then uh, <laughs> my favorite part was rewatching it today where he's telling her to like get back in the car after she like storms out, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. And I'm watching this with Jose, who's never seen Evie Blonde ever. And <laughs> despite just, what he claims, despite what he claims, she's lying. <laughs> Typical Libra, and <laughs> and so he. I wouldn't know about that. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and she's like, no. And then Jose was like, oh yeah. And then when Warner's like, you're gonna ruin your shoes, and then she's like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so defeated too. Yeah. It's 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 really sad. <laughs> but it's 
it's really great because it's like you can tell that in the moment she's like you're right this is sensible like i don't want to more ruin my probably like 600 dollars shoes <laughs> yeah so l is obviously devastated by this and she resolves to just binge in her room and watch soap Liar! operas and eat Ooh, chocolate my charger fell <laughs> my, one of my favorite scenes mm. one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie is l just sitting in the bed and then just like the guy in the soap opera says you're part of me i love you then she says and she throws the chocolate at the tv screen and it's and it's fantastic. i could argue that that's one of the most iconic like lady blonde moments <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. she have like an awesome margarita neon sign too she does. she does she have does have a margarita yeah, neon it's like a little in her room when they pan through her room and she's like i heard madonna went into labor there Okay. See you later. <laughs> her friends are able to get her out of her funk for a little bit, and they go to a nail salon. At the nail salon, Elle sees a newspaper, I guess, ad reporting that Warner's that older brother has gotten engaged to a Vanderbilt, right? Yeah, I like it when she like finds that out, and then she just talks to the lady next to her as if the lady knows everything <laughs> yeah. going on in the movie. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> and the old lady. And, the, and then I love the old lady when she's, look, this is who I need to become. And then the old lady says, practically deformed? Yeah. Yeah, that's like horrible. horrible. I would say yeah. that's the least well-aged line in the Blonde. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, the girl's not certainly not ugly in the picture. <laughs> she's like, deformed? The, I'm like, I guess an old lady would say by that. By the way, I don't know if you noticed the front of the magazine, which is 17, I think. But uh-huh. Josie and the Pussycats oh. are on the cover of the magazine, and that what? movie came out two months before this movie, so it was like a cross-promotion. Uh. Oh, wait, it's, was that your mind-blowing fact? No, it wasn't. The <gasps> mind-blowing fact I have is even more mind-blowing. Oh my god, I can't Duh. wait, because that was so mind-blowing. It's going to be so it. worth it. I can't wait. <laughs> so... Elle has resolved now that I will become the serious wo- the serious woman that Warner Herzog wants to yeah. be with. And yeah, she meets with her advisor and her advisor says, this is going to be really hard. You're going to ne- lead to at least score 175 on your LSAT score and like a, a really killer administ- ad- like a admission essay. I get that because that reminded me of when my high school counselor told me to not apply to any colleges because I like would never get in. And I was like, you have wow. no idea how valuable Elle Woods can be. And then I yeah. did it. And did I you, was like, <laughs> Did you slap them in the face with a VHS copy of Legally Blonde? You know, I should have. Looking back, that's probably <laughs> what I should have done. What I actually did was in my next conversation with my high school guidance counselor, which is actually really embarrassing that I'm like telling right now, is that she yeah. was like, <laughs> Oh, well, New York is cold, and 17-year-old me thought it would be really cool to be, like, having just seen Frozen, to be like, the cold never bothered me anyway. (laughs) So that's what I said to her, thinking that that was a really good, like, comeback, so... But she didn't know the reference, so it just went right (laughs) over her I also didn't get it, because I haven't seen Frozen yet. Uh Uh-oh, that's another franchise. It talks about ancestral trauma and coping with death. It's great. Yes. If you want to hear more about me and Grayson dunking on our former (laughs) high school advisor, you can listen to Starship (laughs) and Paul of the Cadet Chronicles. (laughs) I think I'm going to say check out my other podcast, Dunking on School Counselors. 
Stunking on school counselors. We go to all the co- all the high schools in America, and we diss the counselors who are just trying to help. No, I'm like, talk to my therapist. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, L, with the help of her friends, puts together a admis admission essay, vi- video essay that's just hysterical and amazing. In her like glittery bikini, and her friend has on the same glittery bikini. <laughs> Elle, do you remember what happened on Days of Our Lives last week? Fun fact, one of my really good friends, her mom wrote for Days of Our Lives, so like, LOL. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. So yeah, her whole thing is, I'm very comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. (laughs) And they're like, Mm woo-woo! I object. Okay. And uh, meanwhile... No, I'm just gonna like... This is, we are just taking a lot of time for the beginning. I just looked at the time. This is 15 minutes in. Yeah, that's fine. This will be two hours long. And we talked about uh, being a Taurus for an hour. Listen, I think that being a Taurus is a really beautiful thing, and I think you should start freaking embracing it. I am embracing it. I'm a giant bull man with (laughs) with a mustache. Being a Taurus is a beautiful thing, okay, Tyler? I don't understand what your issue is, but... I'm just going to call this episode Tyler Confronts His True Astrological <laughs> <Yeah>. Sign. <laughs> Tyler embraces his cuspiness. <laughs> his cuspiness. But anyways, okay, 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 we're going faster, we're going faster. So she... Yeah, uh, go, guys. Frick. Okay, she does her admissions essay. Um, She gets in... She yeah scores a one seventy nine, which apparently I don't know if this is real, but it's more on Tumblr back in like twenty thirteen. That apparently like that is one of the highest scores you could get on the LSAT. So that's like even mm. another like point towards Elwood's brilliance. And then she moves into Harvard, and they're like. There's another song that plays, we can still belong together. And they're like driving and I'm like, that's such a pretty drive. And then they're at Harvard and that guy's like, this ain't no way, honey. Um, And (laughs) then look, check out Barbie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, check out Malibu Barbie. (laughs) Jose was like, that's really ridiculous. And then I was like, no, straight up people did that to me. And then, um, okay, okay, okay. The next important point would probably be when she checks in and then she's at her circle talk and with David Mm -hmm. Kidney, who is. Yes, your favorite character. Because David Kidney has this beautiful arc of like, at first you think like he's (laughs) trying to like show off because he talks about like. De-worm, like worming orphans in Somalia in his introduction but then he's the first one to like make an effort to be on Elle's side when he like helps her with the book and it kind of implies that then they've like talked mm-hmm. from there or whatever and then when he's like asking out that girl and she's being like a total B to him and then there's that moment where like Elle goes over and let's just let's just explore that moment for a little Okay, sure. okay. So Elle is like, after she's been selected as like an intern, she walks over with her arc with David Kidney. 
and he is like asking out this girl and at first she's being rude to him and Elle hears it and she's like David Kidney does not deserve to be treated like that (laughs) and so (laughs) she like turns around and she slaps him she slaps him right across the face and at first you're like what's happening and Elle's like why didn't you call me and he's like what and she's like we spent a beautiful night together and you give me the greatest (laughs) pleasure I've ever known and you just Take it away! <laughs> and then she's like, well, forget it. I've spent two me hours crying over you. And she storms away. And then the chick who was initially being mean to David Kidney is like, so, when did you want to go out? And in my yeah. head, in my head, your head cannon. then David Kidney gets to be like, Shh, never mind. You know? And like David Kidney gets to like yeah. turn her down. That's my... Yeah. That's my idea of the story of what happens. Yeah, I, I can't imagine him wanting to go on a date with that woman after she was like, you're a dork. I don't date dorks. Like, that's my, like, dream. Is that David Kennedy then gets to be like, shh, never mind. I have another, I have another mic drop. Yeah, <gasps> bring it on, bring we'll it on. It. <laughs> uh, David, the guy who plays dorky David Kidney, he is Anthony Perkins's like, grandson. The guy who played Norman Bates. Oh, That's a good uh, one. In, in Psycho, but not only that, but he is like a full-on film director now that directs horror movies. David, oh, oh, cool. David Kidney, <laughs> yeah, he just did that movie <laughs> Gretel and Hansel, which came out this year. Oh, that okay, creepy. Yeah, it does look creepy. All of his movies look creepy. So he's like just a full-blown like film, like horror film director, and he's also the one of the best parts of Legally Blonde. David Kidney, <laughs> That's is pretty great. One of my all-time favorite characters because of David <laughs> Kidney's just like non-like judgmental. Like you could like they set him up from the start as being like he's like a very like intelligent, you know, like character, but he's the first one to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna be kind. And he tries like yeah. the first, like answers the question about Aristotle, like Aristotle, and he's like Yes, I'll stake my life on it. And then when she's like, what about his life? He's like, oh, I don't know. And you're like, yes, David Kidney values people like other people over himself. Yes, David Kidney stands up for Al. Yes, David Kidney is a baller. We stand David Kidney. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Eden or Enid? Enid? I like to think I'm Al, but I'm actually Enid. <laughs> no, you're not. You're living in some kind of psycho deranged world. Wait, who's that. Enid? <laughs> okay, you know that scene when Elle's in the bunny costume and she's like, Warner, the English language is full with subliminal male domination. Just think of it oh. the word semester. It's like yeah. the English uh, language preparation to like semen versus ovary. And I'm like, that's that's me. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> And then she said, call it Ovester, right? And so yeah. Ovester. yeah. Yeah, Ovester. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> that was I funny. Think, it's, a, it's a good bit. I think bit. every joke in this movie lands. Like, I don't, there wasn't a single time mm-hmm. where I, when I was like, meh. Like, no, I was so never, definitely never like, that was bad. But it's just like, every single thing was just funny. And I was just having a good time the whole time. <laughs> because it's like, everything's funny. But then after you laugh at it, you're kind of like, hmm. Which I think is like a really beautiful thing yeah. that like comedy can do. Where it, it can lighten something to make you laugh at it and then also give you mm-hmm. space to kind of be like, huh, 
and like make you think a little and I think Legally Blonde just rides that line so beautifully and I cannot wait for the real third one that like Mindy Kaling's doing <laughs> yeah. like I can't I think Ooh. it's gonna be it's gonna be so brilliant because she's such a brilliant writer like I can't I can't wait it's gonna be so good yeah that's no, gonna be pretty stellar there was, um, um I, I guess it was more subliminal that I was thinking or subconscious but um now that you say that it's like comedy has like a ability to like soften things but still make you think at the same time yeah it's like it's just like crystallized my head right now like like when she said i'm a gemini vegetarian um, yeah it reminded it reminded me of the great dictator because there's a joke in that movie when uh because you know it's about like hitler and everything and like the rise of the nazis and stuff but it's a charlie chaplin comedy have you guys seen that no i don't know what that is yes. explain that to me and for the rest of the viewers who probably have not seen that <laughs> thank you uh the great dictator is basically a, it's a charlie chaplin movie where um charlie chaplin like basically plays like a an analog of hitler but he's mm-hmm. like it's just very like it just satirizes that kind of like fascist dictator and stuff but it came out like in 38 39 before um the u.s was even like involved in world war ii so it's like it wasn't like as popular as it should have been at the time but um, no, there's yeah, just CG. a joke where he's, uh, I think he plays two different characters because I'm getting the story confused now. But basically, he's like going, yeah, he like he like replaces the like the the guy that is Hitler. Like he gets swapped right, out, yeah. With like they, he gets confused for him. Yeah, but anyways, just <laughs> this minor joke just reminded me of like uh, he's going through town or whatever, and then a Nazi's like, "Are you an Aryan?" And then Charlie Chaplin's like, "I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> it's just really <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> but um that yeah, movie too it's like it's like the best comedies like charlie chaplin i think has made some of like the best comedies of all time like and mm-hmm. he has a it's the same thing he has like this like especially with that movie check it out uh if you get the chance but it's just like you know it's using comedy to satirize like a very serious like deathly serious thing but it's like yeah you can definitely laugh at really awful people you know so Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I think it does access um, a different part of your brain because humor's disarming. You yeah, know? right. So it, you can be like, haha, and then you're like, oh, but, huh. Let me think about that. <laughs> Basically, I really like any vegetarian joke, especially a movie from 1940, but I, just, <laughs> I can only like half of the joke and, and Legally Blonde now. <laughs> because sadly like you're not a gemini you know like yeah well, actually a quarter of the joke because i'm not a chihuahua either so right right <laughs> dang it that's upsetting right. yeah sorry man um, okay wait where were we where were we in this story l is l basically sees warner in the halls and she does that like flyby <gasps> oh, thing and then he sees that her is another that moment. is a delicious moment is when she goes what like it's hard because that's what yep. <laughs> as if the viewers have not put together by now me and connery do in fact share parents i believe some call that siblings <gasps> um and oh. like that is what our mother would say to me whenever i'd be like mom i got into this squash she'd be like what like it's hard and so it's <laughs> like that line is just so brilliant because then later on when Elle finds out that, like, Warner's, like, father had to make a call and that he didn't initially yeah. get in, 
like that moment is even more delicious and even more brilliant <laughs> because she's like what like it's hard and he's like i didn't even get in yeah absolutely um l goes to class and we meet stromwell um who kind of becomes l's semi-mentor figure even though we see her twice in the movie and there is where david kidney again shines shines like a freaking yep. diamond yep er- he does the aristotle question and uh Strommel just kind of nails home that law school isn't isn't playtime <laughs> and vivian gets l ejected from the class and here's another moment though of where it is like female against female in that mm-hmm. you have to be smarter than her in order to be taken seriously it's never you can be as smart as it's always you have to be smarter than or less than and i think Mm -hmm. legally blonde does a really brilliant job of especially in the beginning it's very female against female and by the end it's like this is not her against me it's us yeah like there is yeah especially yeah (laughs) the end the end where it's like, oh, Vivian broke up with uh, with Warner. With, this, with Warner, now she and Elle are yeah. best friends. That just made me laugh really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're best friends now. And it's like what I also love about like Legally Blonde is it's not like men are trash because it's like you see Emmett who is helpful and yes. awesome. You see David Kidney who is awesome and helpful. You see. Um, UPS man. You see UPS man. UPS man, right. He is also very kind. So you see these examples of also really great, like, feminist men. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it doesn't, it really doesn't end with us against them. It just ends with us rather than her against her. Yeah, because, like, Mm -hmm. everybody turns against uh, Warner and Callahan Um, because they're jerks. Not mm-hmm. because they're men, but mm-hmm. because they're jerks. Yeah, because they're bad Absolutely. men. Absolutely. Yeah, they're bad men. Um, so we meet we meet Emmett on, on a park bench. He gives Elle advice on her classes and teachers. We learn uh, Warner comes over and her and and him and Elle talk. They have like a slight connection, but then Vivian comes over and uh, reveals that they are engaged, mm-hmm. and that really ticks Elle off. And she resolves, "I'm going to win him back by my old." Good dirty tricks, and he calls. Oh, Warner calls Vivian Pooh Bear, which is also very which upsetting, or was at least upsetting Elle, to me. Yeah. yeah, and then we go meet. We meet Paulette, who is queen. We stand Paulette. <laughs> we stand yes. a legend. We stand a legend called Paulette. Everyone, <laughs> create your shrines now, because <laughs> Grayson can. Grayson can see them being built right now because she's everyone's favorite guest. <laughs> in your home right she's now. She's watching you build your shrine. As your favorite guest in your home. Together we are building our shrine to Paulette. <laughs> it's like Elf on a Shelf. It's like Paulette, it's Paulette, it's Paulette on Elf. your pocket. Paulette on your mullet. I like Paulette Yeah, so start growing them now. But, um, yeah, but you know what? Of everything Paulette, and when Paulette finally gets up the courage to go get her dog from her, like, shitty, like, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. Is amazing. And I'm, I don't know, I've only taken one, eh, technically two, 
law classes. But like, I don't think I was even using the proper jargon. <laughs> no, she doesn't know them yet, and she ex- fully expects that guy yeah, not that to know, guy... know them either. So she's just saying gibberish. That guy words. looks really dumb, by the way. So like, <laughs> no, no she's, yeah. those are real words. There are words. Yeah, but they're not like right in the context of like what she's saying. I don't saying. think so. Yeah, I don't think they're correct. But again, I don't know. She's just like spewing law words at him and, <laughs> and confusing him. So he'll be like, I don't know what that means. I guess. Yeah. I, I just overall though, I really love like the B plot in this movie, and mm-hmm. it's just like a really, it's like a, I don't know. The screenplay is so well written, I think, and it's just a lot of fun. The dialogue's mm-hmm. great, and it just has like a classic kind of like just B plot thing going on. That it's just really apparent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But I really enjoy it. <laughs> It's like, like this the... is a screenplay, but it's really fun. Like you, you know, it's a movie, and that's like that's totally fine. Like the whole like bend and snap sequence, yeah, and like Paulette breaking the guy she likes nose, yeah. Like it's so good. My snap was all over the it's place. It's so good. God, <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, what the did bend. they say? Like, I, um, my friend Serena once many... puked on a guy, and they dated for six months. Yeah, on Blair watching Blair Witch Project <laughs> during Blair Witch. <laughs> And it worked. Yeah, it works. 80% return rate. <laughs> but yeah, it's just really um, brilliant. We just love Lily Blonde. Yeah. Haley has a Haley quotes a line here during the nail salon scene, and maybe that happens later, Gikes, but um Paulette says something on the lines of like happens every oh day. Oh my god. Like, she's she like, says, what <laughs> yeah. am I supposed to do? He's a guy who followed his pecker to greener pastures, and I'm a high school dropout with um, stretch marks and, and a, a fat ass. Oh, stretch marks and a fat ass. In which I was watching it with Jose, and he goes, "But a fat ass isn't a bad thing." And then I just <laughs> let that hang in the air for a minute. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's. And then Elle goes, "That's horrible," and she goes, "Yep, happens every day." <laughs> it's like she just wakes up and she's like, "Oh, this again." Yep, still going on, huh? I just I I should have done my research, but I just realized that I guess this was a novel before, but it came out the same year as the movie. Shut mm-hmm. up! It was really. I guess, yeah. I didn't know that. I had no clue. How novel? How novel. Well, maybe cut this out <laughs> so none of us, so we all seem smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Because not knowing I'm one arbitrary fact makes us dumb. <laughs> It's also interesting how the whole time when the room of white men are debating if Elle should get into Harvard, the entire time when they pan back to the screen and it's so clearly a choice is that her face is not in it. It's all just her body. Mm. And so like... But it seems like they're all very adamant about like letting her in, which I'm kind of like... Because they're all they're, just ogling over her. I can't tell like it's because she's yeah. hot, but they're not gonna get with her. Like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. It's it's like um, it's it's a it is a privilege, you know. Like they see her mm-hmm. as like a like hot young female, and they're only looking at her from her like shoulders down therefore like negating her mind negating her like upper half it's all shoulders down they're just looking at her body 
And that's how that whole scene is mm. shot, is just looking at her body. Yeah. And even though she got, mm. like, a super high rating on the LSAT and Warner had to, like, have his have dad beg him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, they should have let her in in the first place. There's no mm-hmm. reason, really. Exactly. And then, like, when she got a high rating on the LSAT, I was like, oh, like, how come she's, like, not good at school immediately, but then... It's also just, like, to, like, build up drama, but then also maybe she just, like, doesn't... I guess law school is pretty different. It's a different yeah. environment. Oh, yeah. It's, like, she's she's just used to a completely, uh, like, different kind of situation and a very social situation, and law school just so yeah. isn't that. Like, she's a fish out of water in that I have a couple world. friends yeah. in law school, and especially right now, like, in quarantine in law school, it's, like, ridiculously hard. That, sound, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like her laptop a lot. I wish uh, computers in general. Yeah. It's so. Cute. I wish computers in general. Like I had those in elementary school. We we're doing our Mavis Beacon. Did you guys ever do Mavis Beacon? What is it? I guess not. No, no, that is. Like in elementary school, I had like the we had a computer lab class for like half an hour a day or something, and Mavis Beacon is like learning how to type. Connor's oh. just- warp speed, and mine we oh. did leapfrog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we had Leapfrog, too. But Mavis Beacon was this lady that taught you how to type, and I didn't realize that she wasn't a real lady until, like, <laughs> three three years ago. But she was just, like, you know, like a stock photo person that they animated. Me, too. Oh, that sounds demented. I'm also just like a that. stock photo that was animated. Same. Hmm. That answers a lot. Um, but anyways, I learned how to type through Mavis Beacon, and all the computers were... I what are those like that? Just the Apple computers that were all the different colors. Yeah, they're. I mm-hmm. love it. Uh, up. <laughs> I wish they still had those. Mm-hmm. This also, is the most important yes. part. Can we talk about the scene where um, Callahan's talking to Warner, and he goes, um, "Now you're thinking like a lawyer," and everyone's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're so brilliant for thinking like a lawyer. Good for you. You're so smart." And I think it's really brilliant that um, Emmett, who clearly has an affinity for Elle, you know, by that point, it's pretty obvious, is um, seated Mm. in the back of the room and he's silent. He has no authority in that room. And um, then when Callahan calls on Elle and she gives her, like, whole answer, thoughts, perspectives... And he says, "You, I believe you just won your case. Um, also, I think that whole, like, section of the movie is really well progressed in the musical in, like, one song. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, never gonna stop and give it up. <laughs> that's, that's in the movie, but I forgot Chip the song Chip on your shoulder, Connery, okay? Oh, right. Chip Figure on my out. shoulder and get smarter and bolder. Um, but yeah, so she does... Like, that whole thing herself, and Callahan asks for her resume. She gives it to him. The whole, like, pink and scented thing shows that she's brilliant, yet she is not denying herself. Which is so Mm -hmm. great, because the entire movie, it just, she, her brilliance is more and more exposed and more zoomed in on. And each time, it's never negating her sense of self or uh, diminishing femininity in any place. Where I feel like in a lot of movies and in a lot of media, 
women are told that, oh, you if you're smart, then you're one of the guys. Or if you're smart, then you're not like other girls. Um, as if that's being like other girls is something to be ashamed of. And that's just so yeah, untrue. One, one, one never outgrows the other. It always just stays consistent with just who she is. And she's just learning new things. Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah, it's like a really applicable movie to just any field, especially mm-hmm. like uh, such a, for such a long time. And like, it still is like a male dominated field, like the film industry, like, I've caught myself thinking sometimes, just like, oh, you just gotta like tough through things. Like, this is just like how it is, because it's kind of just like subliminal it, from like decades of like that's how it's been. But then finally, I think with a lot of things changing culturally in the past few years, like, mm-hmm. like a lot of um, directors and producers and stuff who are just like, even if they haven't done anything like specific to people, um, you know, like. Not like even if they haven't like sexually harassed someone or something like that, um, just being a dick in general is really like frowned upon or like shouting at people, you know, just even that it's like a whole different like just like toxic masculinity, I guess, is what I'm saying has been such like a part of the film industry for such a long time that it's like subconscious. So just watching a movie like this is really nice. (laughs) And I believe that toxic, (laughs) the phrase like toxic masculinity I don't believe that that's an innate trait that lives in men. I think right, that taught, that right? is something that, yeah, is is taught and is something that's taught that's harmful. Because it's like, um, so my major was journalism, right? Like, talk about mm-hmm. a male-dominated field. And I was in a class once, I was in a broadcast journalism class, and um, there's a group of six men and my professor went around the room and you had to say what group you were in. And there was a group of six men and they were like, and my professor said, Oh, that's team testosterone. And of course he gets to me and I goes, and I goes, (laughs) I said, um, well, I'll be on team testosterone. And he laughed and he was like, ha ha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put you on that team. And, you know, of course, we go around the room. Some groups are bigger. Some groups are smaller. And I said, honestly, you can put me in whatever group. Like, I don't care. I don't care who I'm working with on this project. And um, he said, oh, no, I like you on Team Testosterone for the diversity. And, like, (laughs) I'm a white female. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, that, that's really, it's, it's really telling. And... Like the, it is just things to to be aware of, and that the idea of like toxic masculinity, it's not something that innately lives in men, but it's something that's a it's it's harmful to men, and that's why it's toxic. It's not toxic because it's coming from men. It's something that's harmful to them and to women. Yeah. And that's on, my spiel on that. <laughs> on a more minor note, I'm sure that's why I just like never watched this movie as a kid because I was just like taught that I shouldn't <laughs> like things like this, <laughs> you know, in a way. So, yeah. But, um, also, you said diversity. That's what they, the, all the white men at Harvard say about LA. About, exactly, as a white like, female. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't. 
Um, I feel like at this point, anybody... Sorry, Connor. <laughs> I'm like, we can get to the second night of this movie really fast. And Elwood's picked for the Callahan's internship. And she goes, me! And um, we learn that the person Elle's defending with Callahan and Warner and Vivian and uh, I think e- Edith, or what's her name? Eden? Um, are on this team that we know. Yeah, David Kidney did not make the cut, unfortunately. But, David but Kidney these are like the people we know the on the research. team. And helps out in the end. And that's why she gets to defend yes. Brooke. Because David mm-hmm. yes, Kidney does help in the end. is a baller. <laughs> Comes through. Mm-hmm. So we learn that, sh- that Callahan's defending a woman named Brooke Taylor, a former Delta Nu who's a famous exercise guru, uh-huh. basically. Played by Ali Larder and of Final Destination fame, another great franchise. Of Heroes fame. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Final Destination fame. <laughs> No, heroes. <laughs> but then also, to modernize uh, it, she's basically a fitness influencer. And that is something that is currently so put down presently. When a fitness instructor was probably the same way put down in 2001 or whenever Legally Blonde was released. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, Brooke is accused of killing her husband, who is much older than her. And the case seems very stacked against her, is what it looks like, at least. Um, we meet broken prison. We meet broken prison, right? Yeah. And she claims to be totally innocent. Vic- L believes her. Victor Garber and Brooke- Callahan's like, oh, like you're like thirty years apart. Like that doesn't do well for your case. And then she's like, show them a picture of his dick. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> it is good. That ought to clear things up. So. Uh, Brooke and Elle bond, and uh, Brooke thanks thanks Elle and says, like, thank God one of you has a brain before being a away. And that's away. such a pivotal moment, though, because you see it on Elle's face mm-hmm. where she's like, someone thinks I'm smart? Mm-hmm. It's some validation. Yeah, that, like, throughout the entire movie, Elle has not had that validation from anyone except a client, except Brooke, this entire mm-hmm. movie. Another blonde. Yeah. Another, another blonde, blonde and another woman. Whereas this whole movie, mm-hmm. it's been woman against, like, woman against woman. And Brooke is that pivotal moment that's like, you know what? It's not woman against woman. Yeah, we see the team starting to form together. Mm-hmm. They're sisters because they're from the same sorority, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we are sisters. all from the same sorority, man. Screw sisterhood. Exactly. Then you're like, oh, I don't like him because he said that. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so basically, what happens is L goes to the nail salon, checks up, checks in on Paulette. UPS guy comes with the package. Uh, Paulette can barely speak to him. L <laughs> teaches her the bend and snap. I just love the end of this scene when the guy comes out, like one of the <laughs> the. Oh, the bend and snap works every time. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm still just like, what does this mean? <laughs> like, I don't understand the bend and snap. Grayson, explain. The bend and snap. It's literary. It's literary. It's literally like, <laughs> look at my booty. Look at my booty. That's oh, what singular? Yeah, singular. One just booty, one booty. One booty. That is what. <laughs> Like the bend and snap is, but yeah, we love that guy who comes out and just somehow knows what it is. 
<laughs> <laughs> he knows. And it's like it's existed, but hey, Elle's mom taught it to her, so it must have. It must be maybe a thing in this universe. It does work every time. Eighty percent return. Rate. And it's so iconic that in the "Thank You Next" music video, they when they were parodying it, Tyler just watched that. They had yeah, I did. to do something that was slightly different for copyright sake to call the "Thank You Next." Because if you watch it, it is not exactly the bend and snap. Because 15% difference and parody gets you off of copyright. Yeah, because Jennifer Coolidge is in that music video, too. Reprising her role, basically. We stand her. We love that. (laughs) I'd like to go back in time for a moment, because we missed one of... Probably my second favorite delicious moment in this yeah, entire movie. Right after Liar, it's when Vivian invites Elle to a party and she tells her it's a costume party. Oh, your party. favorite line, which is, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. So constipated. <laughs> that is a delicious <laughs> moment. Do you say that to Jacob yeah. sometimes, Connery? <laughs> I do. I, I say, I say, yeah, th- great party, Jacob. <laughs> except. In cool costume, except when I dress up, I try to look such a frigid bitch, and I just storm out in my bunny costume. <laughs> in Connery's bunny costume, he'll I'm never let me borrow I hippity hop out of the room. I'm just saying that because I know our friend, past and future guest Jacob, will be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, now we have like record of me calling him a frigid bitch on the air. Yeah, we stand at Jacob. Yeah, the exact opposite, of course. You all know him and love him. He's the warmest man. He's the warmest. He's, I'm still everyone's favorite guest, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Grayson, I feel like Legally Blonde is to you how Spider-Man 2 was to Jacob, because you're both, like, Mm -hmm. working on this, like, like galactic level of love and appreciation and (laughs) deconstruction. It really is galactic. (laughs) I think that's the best word that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, let me phone in Area 51 right now because my love for Legally Blonde is out of this world. Wow. wow. Yeah. Let me. So we do the bed. Let me snap. ring up my crystal skull on speed <laughs> dial. <laughs> that's 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 not what you're gonna. That's who you want to dial yeah. on. <laughs> As it spins around me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. We go back to the lawyer meeting. Things are looking tough because Brooke is unwilling to give her alibi. Wait, I have one more delicious moment (laughs) pre this. Oh, sure. Sorry. Yes. When Elle goes, me. And then she goes up to Warner and she goes, do you remember those three amazing hours we spent in the hot tub? This is so much better than that. And you're like, delicious. (laughs) Delicious. Can I tell you all my delicious moment to end all delicious moments? Yes. Yeah. It's the montage when she actually like starts studying because at first Stromwell's like, mm-hmm. oh, like you don't know what you're doing here, and then she does the whole study montage. Mm-hmm. And while she's studying in her room, uh, what Bowser? What's what's the dog's name? Bruiser. Bruiser. I almost said Bowser. Bruiser, Bruiser the dog, <laughs> played by Mooney, sometimes known as Moon Doggy, <laughs> the Chihuahua, oh. is watching. Oh, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> is watching a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. The classic Taco Bell commercial with another Chihuahua in it. And do you know who that Chihuahua is? Who? Mooney's brother, Gidget. I <gasps> know, oh, Mooney's 
Mooney's <gasps> sister. Mooney's sister, Gidget. No way. Did that blow your mind right now? That was my bl- mind-blowing moment. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a really... They come Yay. They come from a royal acting family, Mooney and Gidget. Mooney. One's a Taco Bell dog, and one is a Legally Blonde dog. Who would you argue is more famous? Mm, the Taco Bruiser. Bell dog. No, Bruiser. <laughs> oh, see. But anyways, it was a delicious moment for me because I love to eat Taco Bell. It's your favorite restaurant, and they actually, as we know, during our during the Ryan Hazagawa episode, <laughs> you you express your love for Taco yeah. Bell. They actually wanted Gidget for Legally Blonde, but uh, Gidget was unavailable because of the Taco Bell ad. So the trainer of that also oh had Mooney, who is a puppy at the time, and they're like, you know what? If you just train Mooney, they can be the Legally Dog. Legally, Legally blonde dog. dog. <laughs> Legally dog. <laughs> That's the body transfer where they, she turns into a dog or something for some reason. It's like that. Uh, what's that? Um, uh, that Mars attacks. <laughs> Except it's just L. It's um, what's her name? Reese Witherspoon's head transplanted onto yeah. the Chihuahua. Puppy. Anyways, yeah. I just had to bring it up because of the Taco Bell connection and like that dog is like. <laughs> That's like dog royalty being the Taco Bell dog. So I'm glad that. Oh, fully. I think they're both equally famous. You know, so Mm. I'm happy for that family. Rest in peace. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm gonna start crying. Ruined it. (laughs) But I love that for them. Um. Okay. 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 To be fair, Um, Mooney was 18. That's pretty good for a Chihuahua. Okay. I'll get picked. I'll get picked. Uh, We are progressing through this plot. (laughs) I'll get picked. She. Brooks, like, thank God one of you has a brain. Um, I'm already past the list. I'm past the list, Grayson. We're at, like, the second lawyer meeting where, like, Brooke won't give up her alibi. Vivian has been relegated to drink girl. And then... Um, Elle visits Brooke in jail, and we get the alibi. Would you like to tell everybody what it it's is? It's that she was getting life suction, which is also really interesting to be, like... Actually, I would say this is probably the least well-aging part of Legally Blonde because it's, like, shaming cosmetic surgery, which, like, I... But she's doing it to, like, fake her business. Yeah, that's a little... I can see how that's a little shady. It's bad. It's lying. Um, Because, yeah, she's like, it's not like normal women can have this ass. Um, And Elle still keeps the confidence. She's like... And then when that guy is, like... Just tell us, like, then we'll win the case. And then he's like, we'll never win without it. And she's like, then we're not good lawyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Warner says, like, Just hey. Just think about yourself. Like, don't think about yourself. And Vivian's like. <laughs> yeah, Vivian's grossed out by that. Elle's assigned to visit the ex-wife at who's at a spa, and Emmett goes with her, and they bond in the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elle is convinced that the ex-wife is lying, and uh, Emmett and Elle seem to just have a good, like, rep- rep- rapport between each other, and they're just having a good time. Um, we have the Elle helping David Kidney with, the d- with like, the lady who's being mean to him. I, in my head, uh, he turns Elle, I don't know if that's what's yes, intended in that I like moment, that better. but in my head, he gets to be like, Shh. And I'm like, you go, David Yeah, Kidney. I think it's better. He doesn't. She shouldn't really want to date a girl. That's like that's literally gonna find out. Yeah, he is kind of a dork in like the first minute of the date. No. We stand David Kidney. David Kidney is mm-hmm. so. L is visited in her room by Vivian, who has softened significantly towards her. The two hang out for a little bit and bond and, and hang that's out. When she finds out, and that's when that Warner's 
dad had to make a call. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge moment. It's very big. And, and the two girls are now obviously more friendly towards each other. Um, it's trial time. We learn the case is very stacked against Brooke. A pool boy says that him and Brooke are having an affair. And then Brooke says that's an outright lie to Elle. And, of course, Elle believes her. Uh, Paulette tries to... This is when Paulette breaks the UPS guy's nose back at the nail salon. She tries to execute the bend and snap, breaks the UPS Uh man's nose. Um, uh, The pool guy... Cuts in front of L during the after doing like a break on the trial, and he and L just like taps her shoes at him. And Grayson, would you like to say <laughs> this lovely line very from him? Annoyed at him, which is basically what I do when somebody like cuts in front of me. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a deep sigh. Not some. Her last season brought his shoes at him, and she said, and of course, L immediately These knows. Last season. And. <gasps> Immediately knows that he is gay, and thus lying about the affair. That's how you know, folks. That's and, and that clearly. That's how you know. From Legally Blonde is how one would know. He did leave a share tape that one time. That's pretty fantastic. Honestly, though, share transcends. Sorry, I just started thinking about share, and then I thought, "Where's my share sweatshirt?" Because I do, in fact, have a sweatshirt that has share. And then you started on it. floating. Yeah, my share shirt. It lived at Jose's apartment for a little. And then he got to wear my share sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a tongue twister. Share sweatshirt. <laughs> so. Share, 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 share. Any hoozles. Um, Elle presents this information <laughs> Kari, to the shut gang. Up. <laughs> shut up. I'm trying to finish this. Share sweatshirt. Elle presents this information. Share sweatshirt. Elle presents this information to. Jesus Christ. Elle presents his information to the group and Emmett says he'll take yeah. care of it. And he shines through by using wordplay and basically tricking Enrique into admitting that he is a gay uh-huh. man and doesn't and is not having an affair Brooke. with Brooke. But with Chuck. Mm-hmm. Chuck Bass from Legally Blonde. I mean gossip girl. Guys, we love gossip girl. Of course. I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's really, it's, it's not good, but you should watch it because it's great. All right. I do watch a lot of bad things anyway, so this is probably better than a lot of the things I watch. And I think you should watch it. It's definitely fun to watch with somebody. I think you'd have a great time. So anyways. um, Grayson, do you want to dunk on Callahan during this sequence? Because that's what's next. Then. When Elle gets called to Callahan's classroom, um, Callahan, like, is like, oh, good job for using your judgment. And then he, like, tries to feel her up, which is, like, gross and beyond inappropriate. And Vivian just so happens to catch the latter half of it. And, which is very... Tyler, when did you say this came out? 2001? Yeah. Which is very 2001. Like, Vivian sees the latter half of it and assumes it's Elle's fault. Mm. And is like, oh, you are doing something wrong. Like, she never even thought that Callahan had done something. It was clearly Elle who's at fault here. 
And so that's just another like that. <laughs> brilliant thing that Legally Blonde touches on. Because you're sitting there and you're feeling like L and you're like, how how is this my fault right now? Yeah, um, it's almost as if like almost every professional institution is stacked up against women. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and it's really terrible. Yes. And it's like only the past few years mm-hmm. like are people like just everybody becoming more aware about like, hey, everything's fucked. <laughs> but Legally Blonde was always there help along the way always there always new legally blonde has has been legally now. blonde is wearing those uh legally blonde's wearing those sunglasses the entire time <sighs> like weekend at bernie's yeah no like what's that what's that other movie where the the obey thing oh they live they not live. weekend at bernie's <laughs> you know if only i watched legally blonde 19 years ago i think i'd be a better person you know I did watch Legally Blonde 19 years ago, and it led me to be a very aggravated human, and I'm thankful for it. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, Vivian confronts Elle in the elevator, and she basically, all the friendship they had budding is now kind of toast. Yeah, because, and again, Legally Blonde is like, female friendships are also so volatile that if a woman does one thing wrong, then it's all over, because women don't. Yeah, it's Legally Blonde was ahead of its time, man. It was ahead of its time to put a magnifying glass on all of that. So Elle is storming out of the building. Emmett stops her and he's like, well, what's going on? What's wrong? And she says, oh, Callahan like felt me up. And he's like, he did what? And and he's like, okay, well, let's do something about it. She's like, no, I'm done. Like, this has just all been a huge mistake. I'm going back to California. He tries to convince her a little more, but and she's just like, no. Emmett never uses sexual advances as, like, why Elle should stay or why Elle should do anything. It's always because he genuinely knows. Not he believes, but he knows that she is a brilliant, intelligent woman. Like, mm-hmm. including her femininity, including her, like, like ditzy or whatever demeanor. Like, all of that encompasses and is a part of her brilliance. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Elle's saying... Oh, yeah. go ahead, Oh, Tyler. I just like when she teases him about being blonde or what. It's like, he's like, do you think I could be a good blonde? And she's like, I think it'd be too much for you or something. I don't something think he like could handle that. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he could handle it. And I'm just laughing because his brother is Owen Wilson, one of the blondest people, like, in the world. And it's just really funny. <laughs> Anyways, that that's all. It wasn't that important, but that's okay. it was extremely I important. It's still funny. It's a good bit. <laughs> Elle says goodbye to Paulette, and she's about to leave leave town entirely, but Stromwell is all getting her hair done at, getting at the it salon. Done and she's blonde. like, oh. getting it done blonde. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, if Legally, I let some gross man like stop me, I would have like given up a long time ago. And she's like, you're better than this. Like, Go in there and give him hell. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, all right, I'll do just that. Um, at jail, Brooks feels like the case is now totally bust because Elle isn't there. And Emmett tells Vivian, who's still mad at Elle, like, um, no, Callahan felt her up and is the creep. And Vivian's like, oh, shit. Why didn't I think about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> he only, like, regulated me to drink girl for, like, the whole law, law assignment thing. 
Uh, Warner tries to do a heel turn after this is all over. He's like, "Oh, like it was always you. I love you, Pooh Bear." So blah blah blah. The and last she's like, delicious moment. Oh, are you gonna say oh, it? Okay, yeah. Is when she's <laughs> like, "I've waited so long to hear you say that." But if I'm gonna be a partner at a law firm by the time I'm thirty, I'm gonna need a boyfriend who's a complete bonehead. And then they open Call the back. doors for her, and she's like, "Thank you, boys." And it's like, and it's like slowed. The film's like slowed down as she walks out into the light. And I'm just yes. screaming and crying and shrieking because. I feel happy. Yeah. Yes. And then we cut to graduation two years later. Elle is elected speaker of her graduation class. And uh, yeah, she says, congratulations, (laughs) class of 2004. We did did it. it. And her dad like raises a martini glass at the graduation. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, That's one of my other favorite parts in the movie when she's like announces her like things that she's going to law school and her dad goes like, honey. Law school boring, is for ugly, ugly serious boring, people. serious yeah. people. Her parents are really funny. And you, Button, are none of those yeah. things. And then her father's there, like, raising his, like, martini glass. He's like, who knew? <laughs> Good job, honey. <laughs> and then um, Jennifer Coolidge and the UPS man are there together. They have a baby. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Yep. And, and guess what? Emmett's planning Tonight. on proposing tonight (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's the end of the league of blonde we got through that this is probably just as long as spider can i say two things before we wrap it up two things i liked a lot yeah yeah um i love it when she calls uh is his name emmett luke wilson's character yeah Emmett. when she calls emmett a butthead and she's like he's like why would you call me a butthead (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like really funny because i've always believed in like the idea of like you know, calling someone a butthead or, like, if you're really mad at someone, calling them a butthole instead of an asshole. Because I feel like it, like, it, like, de-escalates things Lightens in the same the way comedy does, you know? Uh-huh. It's just like, hey, maybe don't be so mad at each other, but also just butthole's, like, a funny thing. <laughs> it is. But, I don't know. I like it when she calls him a butthead. Mm-hmm. And I like when, she, during the perm, like, the perm thing, mm-hmm. the whole thing, and she's like, oh, like, my friend, like, had a perm, and it, like... Curls that just not look good on her. She didn't and have then, your bone structure. <laughs> yeah, and then it just cuts to like the audience, and there's just a lady that's just like, <laughs> like that's, that's the mom. That's her mom. Whose mom? Chutney's mom. Chutney's. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I thought it was just some random lady. <laughs> <laughs> I say yes, bone structure is important. But, okay, that makes way more sense. Never mind. <laughs> But I just thought it was fun. I I just like it in movies when they cut to like audience reaction shots a lot. Yeah. So I thought that was more random than it was, but I guess it w- actually made sense <laughs> <laughs> narratively. Because the mom's flattered. She's like, oh, she gets her bones stretched yeah. okay. from me. Never mind. Okay. This is a good movie. I liked it. Oh, we love <laughs> this good movie. It's. One of those rare movies where I could definitely watch like over and over again and it won't get old because it's like legitimately funny, legitimately like well written, has like a, an important message, but doesn't like hit you over the head with it at the same time. Yeah. I don't know, it's just really in- enjoyable and entertaining. It is. Oh. Having seen this probably a hundred times, I had just as much fun watching it as I same. did the first time. Initially, I wasn't yeah. going to rewatch it because I told Connery, I was like, I can straight up recite this movie. 
And then even watching it now, yeah, there's things that I catch that I'm like, oh, that's there because of like this. Or it's, yeah, it's just great. We love Legally Blonde. <laughs> Is this your favorite one, Grayson? Or do you like the sequel also? Or I really like the sequel as well. Um, but yeah, Legally Blonde is just it's the one she's the gal she's the gal (laughs) better than the musical well the the musical is pretty great but like (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite song from the musical guys i think my favorite song from the musical is so much better and that's the me moment when she sees like her name on the list Checking my name up on that on that yeah, list. Connor's performing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, I think that's my favorite song in the musical. So check that out, subscribers. Um, thanks for tuning into <laughs> our OnlyFans. Um. <laughs> Connor is naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that there's a MTV reality series called The Search for Elle Woods? Um, did you know I watched it in elementary school? <laughs> is it good? <laughs> It's pretty fantastic, actually, because all the girls are, like, really sweet, and MTV, oh, right. like, tries to hype up the drama, and they'll be like, the girls turn against each other, and then, like, the cuts, <laughs> no, it's really great, and then the cuts, like, scene is, like, some chick being like, all these girls are so talented, and I admire them so much, I hope I can compete, and it's, like, this sweet little girl from, like, Oklahoma, <laughs> and they're like, fire starting everywhere and then another girl is like you did so good at that audition i don't know how i'm gonna do <laughs> and like they're all just like so sweet it's really funny that's nice yeah i like it they're all miscongeniality yeah they're all like really sweet maybe we'll have to check out an episode or something and maybe we should do that instead of legally blondes <laughs> i'd actually be into that that might be a little bit more yeah, fun the all right show. yeah we'll have to decide <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, Grayson. Of course. This was absolutely lovely, my friendos. Thank you for enlightening me on the greatness of Legally Blonde. Uh, Anytime. (laughs) I will enlighten anyone on Legally Blonde, man. (laughs) The the scripture. Scripture. (laughs) Scripture. Do you have uh, anything to plug? I guess you already plugged your Instagram, but say it again in case y'all forgot. Yeah, do it again. That are... For donations right now, I will draw you all cute as a little sketchy, like, black and white cartoon for donations to Black Lives Matter or any uh, racial equality organizations that you know about that I do not. So, Daily Grayson, that's... (laughs) At Daily Grayson. At Daily Grayson. (laughs) Yay. Daily Grayson, what do you have? Yes, let's help people. If you enjoy the sound of my voice and maybe you're also interested in seeing me and Grayson just, I, I guess, bounce off each other with a, a very intense episode of Starship and Paula, you can check out, a, like I said, Starship and Paula and specifically the Cadet Chronicles where Grayson guest stars and we just both lose our minds the entire time as we pretty much improv like what through like eight episodes. Yeah, it's actually really horrifying. I don't think people should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to quite a bit of Starship Impala and I haven't listened to those so 
<laughs> You've got one listener right here. No, I'm funny. Like, straight up. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Cadet Chronicles are funny and, and just weird. Like, Grayson catches me in so many different moments where, like, she's just smarter than me. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Shit. I, I can't do this thing I wanted to do anymore. No. Sorry. Guess that's your life. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, check out Starship Impala, and specifically, I guess, during this episode instance, the, the Cadet Chronicles with Aww. me and Grayson. Awesome. Uh, follow me on Instagram at twained, T-W-A-Y-N-E, <laughs> damn it, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. Uh, I just, I did a photo shoot with Grayson Aww. months ago before quarantine. Yeah. And uh, it was your first time modeling, I guess, right? Te- technically, I've done, like, like sizing modeling, but I've never had to be in front of a camera, and I'm an awkward individual, but it's okay. Me too. You did a great job. Aww. You're really good <laughs> as like the first time doing that, and thanks, man. Uh, it was f- for our f- uh, my friend Phoebe, who mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe will be on this podcast. She probably won't ever want to do it. She but should. She's great. <laughs> she what? Why wouldn't she want to do it? She's so yeah, much she's fun. Yeah, she's great. She's really nice, and she's an uh, absolutely great. Uh, fashion designer. Super cool so. stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was a great collab. Hey, you're that, Phoebe? Maybe, Phoebe, maybe if you want to promote your stuff, you should come on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check out her fashion designs on this podcast. We'll all be wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the episode, we'll all do um, it. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us listener questions and... We'll do the same thing as Grayson's doing in a way, except we won't draw you. <laughs> We're yeah. not. I don't think either of us can draw nearly as good as Grayson. But uh, you know, yeah. if you make a donation to Black Lives Matter or what we link underneath our bio, screenshot it, email it to us, and we'll call you, we'll call you out. We'll shout you out <laughs> on the next on the next episode or whenever you send us an email. So I love that. Yay. Thanks for listening, and don't forget. I'm a Gatsby bitch. (laughs) Everyone's favorite guest, Grayson Hanson. Turn around, she's behind you. (laughs) I'm there. I'm a specter. I'm a guest. I'm a specter. And I love you all. Good night. Good night. Good night. Unless it's the morning. Also good night.
rayon? Ah, uh, yes, of course. With a half-loop top stitching on the hem? Absolutely. It's one of a kind. It's impossible to use a half-loop top stitching on the viscosity rayon. It would snag the fabric. And you didn't just get it in. I saw it in the June book a year ago. So if you're trying to sell it to me for full price, you picked the wrong girl. Well, I need to marry a Jackie. Not a Marilyn. <laughs> so you're breaking up with me because I'm too blonde? No, that's not entirely true. Then what? My boobs are too big? I love you. Liar! Honey, you have to leave this room. <gasps> this is the type of girl that Warner wants to marry. This is what I need to become to be serious. What? Practically deformed? No. Going to Harvard is the only way I'm going to get the love of my life back. Oh, sweetheart, you don't need law school. Law school's for people who are boring and ugly and serious. And <laughs> you button there. None of those things. Whoever said orange is the new pink was seriously disturbed. Okay. No, silly. I go here. You, you go where? Harvard. Law school. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? And I'm a middle-aged high school dropout. Got stretch marks and a fat ass. That's terrible. Yeah, happens every day. Thanks for inviting me, girls. This party is super fun. <laughs> nice outfit. Oh, I like your outfit too, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. Oh. You think she just woke up one morning and said, I'm gonna go to law school today. Well, that lapse in judgment aside, I think she's got a lot of potential. I just don't think we could have done this. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Okay, I'm gonna show you a little maneuver that my mother taught me in junior high. In my experience, it has a 98% success rate of getting a man's attention and, when used appropriately, it has an 83% rate of return on a dinner invitation. Called the bend and snap. Watch this. Well, great. What is it? Oh, I can't tell you. Why the hell not? Because I promised her I'd keep it a secret, and I can't break the bonds of sisterhood. Screw sisterhood! Excuse me. Why didn't you call me? What? We spent a beautiful night together, and then I never hear from you again? I. I'm sorry? Sorry for what? For breaking my heart or for giving me the greatest pleasure I've ever known and then just taking it away? Uh, both? Well, forget it. I've already spent too many hours crying over you. Don't stomp your little lassies and brothers with me, honey. Oh my god, there she is. Ella! Ella! We came to see your trial! that you would have had to have found Mrs. Wyndham with a gun in her hand to make your story plausible. Isn't that right? She's my age. Did she tell you that? How would you feel if your father married someone who was your age? You, however, had time to hide the gun, didn't you, Chetney? After you shot your father. I didn't mean to shoot him. I thought it was you walking through the door. I love you. Oh, Warner. I've waited so long to hear you say that. But if I'm going to be a partner in a law firm by the time I'm 30, 
I need a boyfriend who's not such a complete bonehead. Boys. Congratulations, class of 2004. We did it!